Welcome to the Dirty Lie Podcast, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Des, and I'm here with my co-host, TMT. Welcome to the podcast. Each week, I give my co-host, Tim Tayo, three quote-unquote facts, and he has to figure out what is true and what is a dirty lie. What is the dirty lie? What has actually happened in history? Hey guys, it's TMT. It's Des. Welcome to the Dirty Lie Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm going to talk about some iconic thievery. Some iconic thieving, stealing. Some of it has comedic value, some of it doesn't. Today I'm joining my interests in politics and history. And I'm bringing recent history, but always modern politics in Nigeria because politicians, they don't change. When you said thievery, I was trying to think, I was like, okay, how many of these are going to be Nigerian? Every single one of them. <laughs> Actually, every single one of today's thieves or alleged thieves or alleged crimes were committed by chairmans of the the three major parties in the upcoming presidential elections. Nice. I feel like we don't really know a lot about the players behind the scenes. Well, I mean, I don't usually. It's usually it's because of Wiki's band and his current racks with Irochia Ayu that I started thinking about who are these guys behind the scenes. You know, you know a bit about Obi and Atiku and Tinubu, but you don't know much about the national chairman or the DGs of the campaigns unless you are politically engaged. Fair. So I was doing my cursory Googles on these men and boy, boy, boy. <laughs> do you think they do that on purpose? Do they hide themselves? I don't think they hide themselves. I think Nigeria functions in a way where the truth is is plain as day, but it's kind of hidden. Like you will not believe that like it wasn't really hard to find any of the things I'm gonna to discuss today, right? But nobody really talks about it, I don't think. Like I don't know if it's I don't know if you'd say it's hidden. I just want to say we're not necessarily conscious about it or we don't really discuss it much. Because we have a lot of problems. Yeah, there's so many problems. Um, there's one particular thief. Well, there's mm, alleged thief. There's one particular alleged thief today who all the different sums and funds and apparent crimes he partook in. Like, I had to draw out a map on paper. I was getting lost. Can we can we put it on the Instagram just so people can see? Mm, oh, there's. We're gonna have a little web. <laughs> so, this week's facts. Dum dum dum. Fact number one, the chairman of the APC is a man called Abdullahi Adamu. He is the ex-governor of Nasarawa State and he is the man who allegedly said that a gang of monkeys stole 70 million naira from his farmhouse. He was in charge of the Northern Senators Forum. He is also a senator as well as an ex-governor. And he's alleged to have said that a gang of monkeys stole 70 million naira from his farmhouse. 70, seven zero. Seven zero million naira from his, from his farmhouse. This 70 million naira of back then, no. mm-hmm. it's not today's 70 million. Yeah, what year was this? Uh, this is 2018. I think dollar was still 360 back then. God. Or even less. <laughs> okay. Fact number two, the chairman of the Labour Party, Dorian Kouvet, is a man who was said to have defrauded Benue states, Niger states, Imo states, and 
get monthly allowance from none other than Dasuki. If anyone doesn't know Dasuki, that's the arms embezzlement to the tune of a couple billion dollars. Okay, so this is now just two separate crimes. Well, two linked crimes, but it's really one crime, but it links to a different crime. What do you mean? Because, I mean, this guy this guy stole a, a, a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but he was also collecting allowance from someone else that had stolen his own decent amount of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's two funds. Um, so it's so he no he defrauded okay. a couple of states. Yes, and then he also partook in the Dasuki embezzlement. He was sharing arms money. Okay, that was supposed to go to stop Boko Haram. He was using it to furnish his house, apparently. Okay, so that's fact number two. It's two. Mm-hmm. And the third fact is about Irochia Ayu, ah. the chairman of. The PDP. PDP. Um, who was arrested under terrorism charges. Mm, right, right, right. Okay. I think the lie is... It's either number two or number three. Okay. Um, I'm just going to put my money on number three because number two seems very specific. So I think number three is dirty lie. You're very close. Oh. Daniel Gubay is not the chairman of the Labour Party. He's the director general of... Peter B's election. So I had no chance. You had no chance. Okay, let us talk about Abdullah Adamu. Or should we talk about Donyo Kube? Or should we talk about Irochia Ayu? So as all these guys are going to join up because um, at some point in time, it's like Dasuki was sharing money with everybody. He was like, if I go down, everybody goes down. Mm. Um, so everybody kind of eats that Dasuki bar, apparently. What happens, Allegedly. In, what happens in politics if you just say no to money being shared? <laughs> it's like, oh, I have too much money right now. I've done mm. other crimes and I'm just all tapped out. So share it with someone else. I feel there's a certain type of greed that just attracts... Mm. Politicians? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But also like human beings, man. Because if I'm sitting there in my office and somebody's like, to be honest, though, there's some certain moral failures that I don't understand. Because knowing the state of insecurity in the country, if the Office of National Security is sending you 10 million naira a month for existing, mm. like you know that 10 million can be going somewhere else that will benefit or save lives. So it's it's different from, like, we'll talk about, we'll, okay, let's go straight into doing a coupe. Um, Dorian Cooper is the director general for Peter B's campaign. He is said to have, like, his crimes, alleged crimes, but I don't know, span 20 years. Like, this is since 2002. So in 2002, it said that he, he said it was not him personally. Um, it was, he had an Israeli businessman. He was doing rural roads. This is the problem with Nigeria. There's really no reason a, a publicist or a special advisor on media should be getting contracts in different states to literally build roads mm. what business do you have there you're an aide to the president so Dorian cooper was an aide to obj um he was also an aide to good luck jonathan he was a member of the pdp he left the pdp at some point in time as people usually do when they lose primaries or <laughs> yeah. to go and be a bigger fish in the accord party um he released a statement about how it's not 
politics is not about winning elections or losing elections it's about making change and how pdp is a party of elites um and um nepotism and then he went back to pdp mm. <laughs> to serve bukola saraki which <laughs> um you know it's crazy because i th- doing this for me long <laughs> It's from a long tradition of Nigerian, well, not Nigerian, but like world corrupt politicians that are also doctors. <laughs> yeah, he is a doctor. Um, fun fact: he helped save the life of one of the ABC chieftains, I believe it was. This was back in the days of Abacha. Joy Okupa was actually arrested by Abacha on the third of October, ninety-six, I believe. It was just two days after Abacha created like Bayelsa State and all those states. You know, Abacha created a few states and like 184 local governments. Of course. And just a few days later, he was he was freeing some Nadeku people, and that same day they carried Doyin Okube. <laughs> Doyin Okube is a doctor. He owns a hospital that helps save the life of someone who's actually attacked by Abacha henchmen and shot in the head. He's lived like. The thing about these Nigerian politicians that you learn today is if they've been alive for a very long time and they've been engaged for a very long time, they've lived so many different lives. They've engaged different members of the aisle. They've been in different parties. They've been heroes and they've been villains. So Doyle Kufe has been, I would say, probably, you know, you'd requ- I mean, I feel like anyone who is getting arrested by Abacha, we look back on that time and we're like, that is brave. Mm. You are going up against someone you knew could off your head. Anyone who is helping to perform surgery or save the life of someone who's been attacked by what you assume to be DSS or Habacha henchmen is doing something that is considerably brave, right? And then you grow up <laughs> and become Obasanjo's attack dog in the, me- in the media. You are collecting monthly payments from Colonel Dasuki. Um, you claim... It is for an NTA show called Insights. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, that was the claim. There um, has never been an NTA show in the history of NTA that required a ten million naira stipend. Stipend. <laughs> um, and like, so you know, and then you, you're like, okay, PDP is too into nepotism and elitism. I'm going to leave. You go to the Accord Party to become a big fish in a smaller pond. Let's be real. And then you come back and you take the prince, <laughs> Bukala Saraki. Mm. Uh, you take his appointment as like director of media for his campaign. This is when Saraki was running for election 2019, I believe, when he was PDP primaries. So you come back because you are looking for a way back into like you, nobody wants to be the guy who was important before, no longer has any position. It has not been voted in anywhere. Like he was, he's an Ogun State guy, right? And you had Adebutu and uh, Buruji Kashamu, who we've spoken about on this podcast. They had their own factions of the PDP. Ogun State PDP basically broke into two, and so he can't fit into any camp. He's not important to any of them. If you're not important where you're from, you cannot even be seen as important on the national stage. Mm. So you you try and go back. You sort yourself out. You come back for Bukola Saraki. A court party throws him out. <laughs> and then he gets arrested. So let me now read the 2018 arrest. Because, so there's, you know, there's a 2002 case of, which, you know, I think I should do this chronologically. <laughs> so I'll talk about the state's issue. Then we'll talk about the Dasuki money. Okay. Going back to what you said about, um, if you're not important from where you're from, you have no use to, you know, 
party on the national stage. It's crazy because I think Americans can do that. Like Americans can go to a different state and just start their career in local politics, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one really does that here. I mean, except for one guy that's running for presidency right now, but we don't have to get into that. You know what? I was looking at this, um, Irish. I think it should be an episode because, you know, we spoke about Catherine the Great and how she was not from yeah, she Russia. She was a backwater German princess. Yeah. But a lot of people... <laughs> Uh, what she's from backwater, uh, but a lot of people, a lot of people do that around the world. Hitler wasn't German, mm. you know. He got his German citizenship one year before he became Chancellor that's, of Germany. That's crazy. It's absolutely insane. He was actually stateless for a while because he gave up his Austrian uh, citizenship so he wouldn't get deported. <laughs> Austria was like, "We're happy to not have you anymore." <laughs> was he already prominent by that time? Huh? Was he already? yeah so he was you know he was he was an he's an orator right mm. so he he was like this firebrand upcoming uh guy in the nazi party so he was becoming prominent he had been arrested mm. by the german government because of like a field coup type of thing so you know you have hitler who's originally austrian you have catherine the great who's originally german you even have napoleon who changed his name to napoleon bonaparte you know his name was like Buana party like he was from this island which was under italian rule i mm. think it was corsica or something yeah he was not french Nap- napoleon was not even french there's so many of them you have uh the guy from iraq bg he comes from a long line of people coming into somewhere else and kind of taking over mm. in politics right at the end of the day if you're talking about national politics you have to bring something to the table if you're not the richest guy at the table like you're not a private sector guy you're not a rich guy you're not a streets guy accomplished you know like what mm. are you bringing yeah you have to bring something if you don't have the streets in your bag you don't have cash in your bag clouds you don't have clouds with that with your own people who's going to listen to you so you have ideas okay huh yeah, so you, you can go, you can say, oh, I have ideas. Like, oh, um, I think know. that I have a friend who says ideas are worth nothing. <laughs> He's your friend too. So this is from, I'm guessing this from an article from 2012, mm-hmm. um, which is 10 years ago. It's a whole decade ago. As we all know in this country, EFCC is essentially like an arm of, it's an arm of government, but it's also an arm of the political party that's in power. And people yeah. use EFCC to settle political scores. True. So when you are out of favor with the ogre at the top, that's when EFCC looks at you. That's when they knock on your door. That's when they knock on your door. That's when they start looking at your accounts and saying, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. So this, that, and the other. So I will preface everything that's coming after that with this. It helps (laughs) that doing a coupe settled some cases. Some cases were not brought by EFCC. (laughs) They were brought by the states themselves. So in 2004 and 2005, companies in which Dr. Okupe had substantial interests and served as the chairman were awarded road construction contracts. Um, he had a Lagos law firm of Yemi, Gonegu and Co. represent him in, ca- in his cases back then. It says, so he released a statement saying, Con- we want to confirm that contrary to reports in the media, on no account did any of the companies bought away with any money. And if they had, the state governments would have had legal recourse to the bank guarantees is- issued and held the banks accountable and received their monies. 
they said that no fraud or any criminality was found against any of the companies. Now, let me just give some background. In 2005, when he got a contract from Imo State, Imo State was under Udengwa, that was the governor of Imo State at the time, Achike Udengwa. Okupe went to Imo State. He was apparently friends with Imo State. So Okupe is in PDP at this point. Um, he was apparently friends with the Imo State government. Not the governor, but some guys under the governor. You know how these things work, mm-hmm. right? Um, he, he, was, an, he was connected. He was connected. He had an Israeli business partner called Ilan Salman. And they were importing, they got a contract to import a soil stabilizing substance from South Africa. This is so <laughs> yeah. For the construction of four kilometers of road in each of the 27 local government areas in Imo State. At the rate of 14 million naira per kilometer. So this amounts to a 1.512 billion naira contract in 2005. What should I say that again? 1.5 billion naira contract in 2005. What was the naira in 2005? <sighs> that, was, that was in the hundreds or maybe lower. Was it lower than the hundreds? So I was like, oh no, it's probably hundreds, two thousand, oh, better hundreds. That's, that's millions. Crazy. That's crazy. That's millions oh, of dollars. Of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars, right? Now he was paid a mobilization fee of four hundred million dollars twice. So eight hundred sorry, of four eight hundred million naira with mobilization fee. You know how you you they give you contract, then they pay mobilization fee, then they will mm-hmm. all give you you the rest after our work is completed. Yes. At least that's how it's supposed to do. It is set. <laughs> He completed just about eight kilometers out of the 108 kilometers of road that he was contracted to complete. 108 kilometers. He was contracted to complete 108 kilometers. He did only eight. He did eight, allegedly. He definitely misread the contract. <laughs> you thought it was 1.5 billion to do eight kilometers of road? He did, clearly. <laughs> And apparently, after finishing the first eight kilometers, he was then paid another 350 million naira, which means he was paid over 1 billion naira for eight kilometers of road construction. That's like, that like five miles or something. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not even 10k. That's actually, that's less than what I do for my morning run. That's crazy. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the bell so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and you don't miss out on anything. If you're about to listen, please just subscribe. You can always, you know, come back and unsubscribe if you don't like it, but please subscribe first. Thank you. Do it right now. Right now. Hit the button. (laughs) Let's go. I think that gets beyond crazy because this happened in Imo States in 2005 and uh, allegedly he went to Benue State <laughs> in 2006 and ran the same racket. This is a powerful man. Which is why it's crazy that he is powerful but not even that's powerful. <sighs> that, do you get what? No, you know, he's not the biggest fish. This is a man that ran to the Accord Party. He's not the biggest fish. Mm. But he was, <laughs> he was pulling this much out of government. Can you imagine? So imagine what the biggest fish was pulling out. Oh my God. 
do, which we do know because did you see how much the Attorney General of the Federation just returned? Mm-hmm. As the chief lawyer of the country. As the chief lawyer. Meanwhile, let's let's not even if we get into the AG, we're never gonna finish this episode yeah, yeah. because it is really embarrassing to be a lawyer in a country that that is the Attorney General of the Federation. It's not embarrassing for me. I think it's kind of refreshing. It's let's all calm down. <laughs> Am I? Oh, I mean, all the lawyers. Let's all calm down. Like your we're, job is not that serious. We're not. We're not better than these guys. <laughs> well, they're just like us. You know, lawyers, the doctors. Uh, uh-uh, we're all out here. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, something else that for me, especially looking into this, because you see a lot of uh, a lot of people disengage from politics mm-hmm. and disengage from accountability. Please, let's be serious here. <laughs> Sit, no, no, no. Let's be serious. Who are the contractors? Who are, their who are their private? Who are their partners? Who are their lawyers? How do you get these bids? How do you get um, we are still rotten. Like, I don't believe in trickle-down economics, but I believe in blood money trickle-down economics. <laughs> yes. If you have four cars, if you are sitting down right now and there are four cars in your father's house, chances, he has shaked somebody's hand. Chances are he Somebody has, shaked, has shaked his hand. Yeah. It's, not, it's really foul, but this country puts its rot into everyone. The fact that Dasuki was collecting billions and then just sending Doyo Kupe 10 million a month. <laughs> <laughs> What's Doyo Kupa's business <laughs> in national security <laughs> money? <laughs> and for Doyo Kupa, he, he came out and he said, I collected the money on the instruction of Good Luck Jonathan. And it was payment for me to refurbish my apartment in uh, Abuja and pay staff salary. And I want to ask you a question as an educated person. If you are a media aide to the president... And your salary is coming out of National Security Office. You are seeing alerts from that. Do you not think like yeah. the office where he was running his uh, road construction work from? It was here. Oh my God, it, it was in Dolphin. It was in Dolphin. <laughs> it was just down the road. Oh God. Just down the road <laughs> from where we're recording. They arrested his engineers. They even arrested the local government uh, chairman in Uri based off of this road issue. And yeah, uh, but he wasn't charged. Um, They settled it amicably. He settled with both Benway and Imo State out. um, Benway State issue, he settled arbitration and then Imo State was an out-of-court settlement. So I have no idea how it was settled. He wasn't of arraigned by AFCC in the end for that case. Mm. Um, but yeah, the situation in Benway State was through a different company called Messrs Value Trust. Once um, I hear Messrs in a company, I know that company is in trouble. <laughs> what does Messrs mean? Because I was it's just like Mister. It's like an archaic way of saying it. Uh, yeah, and they said that the contract in Benway State was two point three billion. So. It's going up and up and up. <laughs> he, you know, he's just like, so this happened, as I said, nearly 20 years ago, right? And this is, he also, then he, he says, because I didn't see anything about the case in Niger State, but he released a statement himself saying something about Niger State. How recent was this? The statement came when he was arrested by EFCC for the uh, Dasuki money in 2018 
2019. So, fairly recently. So, fairly recently, he said the Niger State stuff. I'm not sure what it is. He said he doesn't know why his position in government relates to his position as a private individual doing <laughs> construction <laughs> for government. And I said, sure. <laughs> I was like, he said it is so sad. He's, oh God. He said it is so sad that the our country state is so bad that people believe that there are no clean hands in politics. And I said, Lenue. That was gaslighting. Lenue from your mouth. <laughs> Sir. Gaslighting. You are saying that to me. Very toxic. Oh. So that is the fraudulent dealings with states. The oh, the Dasuki money one, I basically has explained it. It mm. was the 10 million. Then. I think it was about it was ten million a month um, up until two thousand and fifteen, where it dropped to five million a month. He said, "Why I received fifty million from the Office of the National Security Advisor was that it was at the onset of my appointment. Um, I used ten million. The initial fifty million was approved by the president. This is good luck, Jonathan. Um, this is in two thousand and fourteen. He said ten million was used to furnish his rented living apartment." 10 million was used to furnish his office and the balance of 30 million was approved as takeoff grant for his office okay um he also said he had 23 staff 11 were graduates five had master degrees (laughs) okay (laughs) then he said the second 50 million he used it to pay for insight which was a one hour program that ran on nt He said it ran from 9 to 10 a.m. every Friday and sometimes other days of the week. He said he paid NTA 1.2 million monthly for airtime. He paid the two presenters 600,000 naira monthly and he paid for tapes and editing. He also said he paid for honorarium anytime they had guests and he paid for lodging anytime the guests had to come to Abuja. And um, the guy who was in charge of NTA said, yeah, no. truth is probably somewhere inside there i think one of the scariest things about nigeria is just how the people and the media have one separate reality and the government and the the legislatures they just have a completely separate reality and every now and then these realities meet and people are like huh no i honestly think nigerian media absolutely deranged no 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 no. aren't we technically part of them now i am not part of i don't know we're not part of the media industrial complex i like i don't want to come off on a podcast sounding like uh what's that loon who's like the mass media i didn't like alex jones yeah like i'm not fighting mass media (laughs) like you know everybody fox has their conservative bias and they lie out of their asses (laughs) cnn has their liberal bias and they drama their dramatics sometimes is breaking breaking news breaking news they Breaking news. Breaking news. Trump fell off his tanning bed. Relax. Just, I don't care. Um, But Nigerian media sometimes just print outright falsities. Mm. You know, like if I'm researching an article, for example, I can see an article that says, Doi Okupe admits to stealing $100 million. And then... Maybe the nation printed it. You'll see the exact same wording, exact 
nation will print it sahara would lift it then one random blog would carry it like so then you know you get a hundred results trickle down news the exact same article though it's the ex- it's word for word it's yeah. word for word yeah. the exact same article so bizarre and, and then you try and find what is the truth behind it and you cannot even i want to find the cases can't see the case you can't even like where did this come from nobody knows except the guy who wrote the article if you click his name he might not even be a real reporter it might be a pseudonym it might just be a pseudonym but okay, let let us go back to Joey Okupia because I think the most um, interesting thing about this guy is his uh, personal life. But yeah, Joey Okupia, this guy, the Dasuki money, the maybe fraudulent, maybe not fraudulent, maybe stealing, maybe not stealing. You can draw your own conclusions. He is the director general of Peter Obi's presidential campaign. So yeah, after he helped Busa Saraki lose the primaries, he left. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Imagine meeting Dino and he's your head. Hmm? Imagine meeting Dino and he's your head. I did meet Dino yeah. also. Dino is huge. <laughs> he is he his stature matches his personality. His personality. Yeah. Um and I I've begged, 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 begged him for me to interview him. Mm. Um it might happen this week. Hey. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh I I can't wait, honestly. Like I don't even know how to prepare. Or such you can't you just exci- have to it. it's like i feel like i'll get ready to go to six flags <laughs> but also to like the republican national convention i can't explain it it's, it's just like, one, one person <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just dinner um okay dr Dori okupe i don't know how many kids he has right but i want to say they don't mess with this man. They do not like this nigga. First of all, his son came out as gay. Mm. His son posted on Instagram in tight boxes, rainbow boxes, holding a rainbow flag saying gay as French people. Yeah. And he said French people, France, sorry. Huh? I said gay as France. So he so he posts this picture saying, Yes, I'm gay AF. Um, his name is Bolu Okupe. I remember that, yeah. Oh, you re- you remember this? Yeah, it was the whole thing on Twitter a couple of years ago. Uh, well, it's always good to be on Twitter, I guess. So this was in 2020, 2021, maybe? Um, he is like our age, actually. Or my age, <laughs> year old. Um, <laughs> but he was like, yeah. He was like, I'm gay, I'm out, I'm in Paris, I'm living my life. Oh my God, that's why I said gay as France. Yeah. Yeah. When you said gay AF, I was like, "That's France." Oh yeah, he was. He actually was in France. He yeah. tagged France in the picture. He tagged France in the picture. Yeah, and I mean, I think he was trying to let you know that I'm safe. Mm. <laughs> you know, I could come out because I'm I'm outside the country. Um, during Okupere on Twitter, I have been aware of his new orientation for a while now. He knows that as a Christian and a witness for Christ, I am vehement vehemently opposed to homosexuality as it runs contrary to the avowed precepts of my christian faith he said for me i look beyond the surface or the physical here i see a major spiritual challenge ahead but i know as my god liveth this whole saga will end up in praise to the almighty jehovah who i serve day and night okay i remember like there was a time when someone was campaigning for um 
Boris election. That is the other son. That's why I said I don't think his oh. kids really like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has another son. So this the son who came out is Bolu Okube. The one who was campaigning for Buhari is uh, Diton Okupe, who went and took pictures with Festus K. <laughs> in 2019. Um, look at that. I'll show you the picture. He's wearing a cap that says Buhari, a shirt that says Buhari. He's holding a, a book <laughs> with Buhari's face on it. Behind the shirt is also another. <laughs> he is decked out in his Buhari attire. Very much. He wrote a letter to Festus Kayamo saying uh, that he would like to join their team as a volunteer. Um, that he has no doubts that he would be an excellent addition to their fantastic team. And he thanked God Almighty. <laughs> In response to this, Mendoy Okupo is having a hell of a year. 2018-2019, EFCC is coming for him. His son comes out. His other son is is hugging Festus Kiriam on the internet. So they're doing this, they're doing this to spite me. He <laughs> did. He did say that. He said that? Oh, yeah. He said, um, Dito and I have had serious issues in the last five years. This may be his way of getting back at me. I wish him luck. <laughs> Jeez. No. He said the best moment. He did. But I'm not I'm just not gonna stay. I mean, if your kid is hugging Keyamo, if you are literally in cohorts with Fessel Keyamo against blood, I'm sorry, but I can't take anyone's side in this. Festus? I mean Festus? We have to do an episode on him at some point. <laughs> and so Festus Keyamo tweeted, breaking ranks with their fathers for PMB, Diton Okupe first son of Atiku's man doing Okupe, a UK-trained lawyer of 12 years post-call in Nigeria, volunteers to work for PMB's campaign team, just like OBJ's son. Nigerian youth notes, Atiku's salesmen cannot even sell him to their children. Whew. Mm-mm-mm. Get out of here. That's another thing like, Everyone is everyone's man at some point in time. We're about to go to Abdullahi Adamu, who was a PDP governor of Nasarawa State, who is now the APC chairman. Um, Donyo Kupe, who is being said to be Atiku's man, is with Peter Obi. And then you have Irochia Ayu, who, to be fair, I think Irochia Ayu has been probably on the same team as Atiku, I would say, because um, he was SDP. Uh, like Atiku, he was against Abacha. He was actually Senate president and he got impeached because he was against the June, after June 12th annulment. It was against that whole, uh, what was the thing they did when they tried to like make a Guinea government? Shout out, like, he, why are you laughing? Interim government. Yeah. I was going to say the word interim. <laughs> Sorry, my brain sometimes. I haven't had. Ad hoc? I don't know. Yeah, it was interim. But yeah, so Irocha Ayu was SDP and then he's been PDP since. So I guess. He is a bit more straightforward. But let us go to Gang of Monkey. Let's go. And another person who, I mean, um, Adamu's son was also picked up by EFCC. Adamu's crimes, allegedly, are a lot. Like, plenty. Yeah. I mean, these guys are career. Criminals. 
<laughs> you said it not me. I'm, you know, I'll just from now on I'll just be setting you up so you can say the things. So you're the one that has US citizenship. Fair enough. Um Oh yeah, I just remembered the number for doing Okuve that was on all the newspapers was seven hundred and two million naira. Jesus. Seven hundred and two million naira. Which is different from the one point two billion of Benue State and the two point three billion of Imo States. Just so you know. <laughs> the quarter. It's just so much money. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but if I did one of these frauds, I would feel rich. You would be rich. Yeah. But like, but like one, I think if there's so many different frauds over a 20 year span, I don't want to say there's no smoke without fire, Mm. but I also just feel like, is, is that like your lifeline? Yeah, that's the only work though. Like, is that because Doreo Cooper is not a government official, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. And he hasn't been for a while. But, like, a lot of his things are just appointments also. He's not like. He's, he's not like what? I'm not entirely sure he's ever been an elected official. I mean. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, when I was researching Okupe going from PDP to Accord and then back to PDP and then back to Labour Party um, I kept seeing this headline Okupe dumps PDP says party has become menopausal what? yeah it's a strange it's a strange <laughs> phrase to use there's so much casual sexism in Nigerian politics that we actually don't even really talk about because, but it's yeah, really terrible it's really bad it's really really bad what, what 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 was he referring to when he said menopausal? I don't know because I I don't know. You just saw the you saw the headline and you were like, nope. Uh, yeah 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 no I was really like that is the, I'm um okay yeah it was Osho Palau's APC chief ten that he that got uh, attacked by a bachak claims that Doyo Kube helped save. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess? You can't. Do you want to guess the states that? Abacha created in 1996. Um, yeah. Should I give you like hints? Um, I know one of them is Bayelsa. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, how many of them are northern? Uh, three. One is where Adamu is from. He was governor of that state. Um. Okay. Uh, Benway? No. Damn. Okay, I give up. I'm gonna say Benway. I'm gonna say like. Oh no, um, Abuja and well, the FCT. Nope. Oh. oh. I thought that was one of them. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Nasarawa. Yes. Zamfara. Hmm. Gombe. Hmm. Ekiti. Ebonyi. And Bayelsa. Bayelsa. Okay. Those were the six states that Abacha announced on the 1st of October, 1996. Was that in his famous speech where he was dissolving a lot of stuff? Um, or this was a different he, speech? I don't know, because this was... It was his uh, annual Independence Day speech. I don't know if he was dissolved. Man, we've had so many problems. So much trauma. And like... The NIG. Gosh. Um, so let's just go to Adamu. 
Abdullahi Adamu was the governor of Nasarawa State from May 1999 to May 2007. He was a PDP governor, um, but then he went to the APC. He is currently the chairman of the APC. He said he was probably the last person to put his name forward, while the stakeholders came to ask him to run. It's like, you know, if you run with your chest forward, that means you're not ready to be a leader. They must ask you. He said, you know, in his life, there's only when people ask him to run for a position of leadership that he takes it. Mm. He doesn't jump inside. They just, they come and beg him. He's been involved in politics since 1977. He was the Secretary General of the National Party of Nigeria in Plateau States. And he was appointed to the National Constitutional Conference by Abacha's administration. Okay. Um, and he worked as part of Abacha's administration. So the member of Abacha's administration, he worked in Ministry of Works and Housing. And in 1998, he was a founding member of the PDP. Runs for governor of Nasarawa State and wins. And he wins re-election in 2003. Yeah. After this, he was like, what do I do? What do Nigerian governors do when they retire from they the state house? senators. Of course. Of course. It's the natural progression. The Senate is the retirement home for Nigerian governors. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to stay relevant and employed, I guess. And Collect two pensions. Yeah. In February of 2010, he's charged by EOCC for a $100 million fraud. For embezzling a hundred million dollars from Nasarawa State. But this is not the money that the monkeys carted away. Mm. That money is a different 70 million naira. And this is also not the money that his son was arrested for apparently embezzling, also. That is a separate million. <laughs> million <laughs> so it's not, it's not, not one million. About seventy millions. Oh God. Um. Let me let me just make sure. Stun, uh, stunning like my daddy. <laughs> yeah. So his son was charged in 2018 with a 92 million naira fraud. Wow. Yeah. Fun fun times. Let's talk about the monkeys. Okay. Let's get into the monkeys. So, in 2018, a lot of wild animals were hitting Nigeria's news. A lady in the jam office said a snake apparently swallowed a couple million dollars. That so in the oh, jam nice. office because that's that's a place to keep that much money. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, you had a a gorilla in oh, a zoo yeah. that was said to also just have for lunch a couple million naira, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just because our politicians and elected officers and elected officials wanted to get involved in the animal action. Mm-hmm. In February of 2018, a senator, Shehu Sani, gave some insights into why Abdullahi Adamu, a senator for APC from Nasarawa State, current chairman of the APC, former governor of Nasarawa State for the PDP, was removed as the chairman of the Northern Senators Forum. Do you ever go through like a Nigerian article of 
maybe something that happened 10 or 20 or 15 years ago and you see the names and you know every single one of those names for different <laughs> reasons yeah is he the one that slapped the woman who no she- no no oh shehu yeah um no so it's senator abu okay for who slapped someone shehu sani is the one who is older he's um i think he was arrested by abacha at some point in time He's been arrested and jailed by successive past military regimes in Nigeria. He was released from life imprisonment when democracy was restored in Nigeria in 1999. He is currently a member of the People's Redemption Party. The Kaduna guy, the guy who slapped somebody is Abu, Elisha mm-hmm. Abu. That is the one who is young. He's young. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't know how old he is. He slapped, slapped a woman in a sex store. Yeah. A nursing mo- mother in the sex store. Let's talk about this gang of monkeys. Yeah. So, Abdullahi Adamu was the chairman of the Northern Senators Forum. And he was removed as chairman of the Northern Senators Forum. And the letter for his removal was read by the presiding officer in the Senate, which was Ike Ikwiri who is currently in British prison. Um, <laughs> the Brixton boy. <laughs> is it Brixton they put him in? No, no, let's call uh, them all of them. All of them are Brixton boys. <laughs> Association, welcome. And the letter was signed by the Northern Senators Forum P- Public Relations Officer. None other than Dino! Wow. <laughs> My man Dino. <laughs> Dino said that they had removed Adamu for, and I quote, financial mismanagement and misadministration. I saw one where they said it was financial mismanagement and misadventure. <laughs> Which sounded very Nigerian. But Dino was the public relations officer for the Northern Senators Forum. He signed this letter saying they had removed Abdullahi Adamu. Now, what happened to the money? They said there was 70 million naira, which was belonging to the Northern Senators Forum, which was missing. Now, Shehu Sani is also part of this forum because he's a Kaduna guy, so he's a Northern Senator, Mm. right? And so he says, there are some things that my colleagues will not say but I am not used to holding back. Fair enough. <laughs> this man was put in life imprisonment by a military regime. <laughs> so I'm sure he's not shy to speak up. Um, when we assumed office, Senator Ahmed Lawan tendered the sum of 70 million to the 8th Senate. That 70 million was gathered from the 7th Senate. It was handed over to the Northern Senators of the 8th Senate. Does everybody understand this? Mm-hmm. Seventh Senate left 70 million. It was left for the eighth Senate. They handed it to them. Mm-hmm. The rumors going around, which I don't know whether it is true, but I believe the other senators would know, is the fact that there were allegations that some monkeys raided the farmhouse of some executives of the Northern Senators Forum and carted away some of this money. He continues. I think this country is becoming a huge joke. First of all, it was the rodents that drove away the president. Then now we have snakes consuming about 36 million. And now we have monkeys raiding farmhouses. So, they don't want this to be said. But I believe that we should be very clear. Mm. He, however, stopped short of saying whose farmhouse <laughs> the 70 million was carted away from. 
או מקדונלדס. However, אדמו סובסיקנטלי רימובד, אז צ'מן. So we can only guess. Who's farmhouse? Who's farmhouse? 70 million. Who keeps this money? Who keeps this money in cash? This is why Mephi is doing what he's doing, Sha. This is why Mephi is changing the Naira. You know. Because you're telling me some one man kept 70 million. Do you know what it is? To keep that type of money in your farmhouse? Not even under your bed. It's not even so special or significant for you to keep it close. You say, oh, keep it in the bag there. Do you know what they used to keep with the broken down tractor and your, your car and your Peugeot from, from the 80s? It's just madness. 70 million naira. They say a gang of monkeys carted the money away. Also, isn't it a barrel of monkeys? I don't, they said a gang. Yeah, fair enough. If you're a monkey in Nasarawa State, you're not, you're not a barrel, you're a gang. <laughs> yeah, gang. Gang, 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 gang. Squad. <laughs> Squad. <laughs> Dino Malai released a statement speaking on the change of uh, of of the removal of Adamu he said that all he will say is that the decision to remove Adamu was made by majority of the northern senators they wanted the change of leadership the allegations and investigation found out to be true that there was financial mismanagement monies were spent without consent of members or the excos the organization is becoming more bound and we need to inject some vibrancy into the organization he declined to comment on the 70 million naira missing mr adamu also declined to comment also it's just funny like I'm sure like on his deathbed the guy will be like listen that's 70 million it wasn't really a gang of monkeys and someone will be like it was my yeah, son yeah, dude, we know <laughs> <laughs> we, we know monkeys didn't steal 70 million uh, from your farm yeah so I mean we are two chairman as well we are one DG and one chairman down so let us go to Irochia Ayu who is Wiki's nemesis mm-hmm who has helped Wiki produce his greatest hits <laughs> Mara Wiki's band should be nominated for the Grammys I'm just saying maybe at large I don't know if they do Grammy at large but they should be maybe special mention they have been giving us do you know sometimes I wake up and I'm like ah see they pay them they sweet they sweet it's just such a good good song it's so nigerian in character it's folk music it is so nigerian in character <laughs> as if they pain them in the sweetness your sweetness is not divorced from their pain it's really i think the only moment like the kind of poetry i can kind of put in that genre is when daddy geo said it's a booster it's a what it's a booster i've never heard of that oh yeah it's one of my f- favorite quotes he said um, whenever they talk nonsense about him Mm. that doesn't hurt him is a booster. He knows he knows what is what he's doing is right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Daddy G is the person who said he can't have a female secretary. He just can't. It's not it's just not how he's built. He's built different. Mm. Yeah, but you know we're not getting to that. That's someone's daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you are a very mad person. <laughs> Did any of these men tell you that they are childless? <laughs> what have we been talking about today? They say they never born. <laughs> Some <laughs> of their kids are still <laughs> as much as they are. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to think of the level of daddy issues that would make me take a picture of Festus camera. I'm not going to lie. A lot of things. If my daddy is stealing money, and can we objectively just say that he has a very scary face? Who? Festus. And he's always airbrushed. Festus? Yeah, Festus Kiyama. He's very airbrushed. And have you seen, like, look at his Twitter picture. It is the thrill of nightmares. Mm-hmm. 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 Why does he look like that? Just, it's just very bizarre. Okay, no, but why does he look like that? He is a son, is sh- he not? Yes, he's a shining man. The funny thing is, like, Festus was like a social. He was like a, he was like a social justice warrior for a very long time, and then he just became. He didn't even become part of the problem. He very much became the problem in a sense. Did you see his uh, defense of the Baba Blue video? Yeah, he's creative. He's, I'll give that. He's wild. And, you know, it's, um, there's a long line of Nigerian politicians. Just like you were saying earlier, these guys mm. that start up, they start off, you know, fighting for the people and doing good. And then one day they're just like, yeah, we're, we're at the institution now. And it's just such a bizarre switch up. It'd be things. First, this Kiyama was apparently counsel in the Bolaige murder trial. First, this Kiyama, yeah. right? This same guy said that Omishere should seek God's forgiveness over the murder of Bola Ike. Omishere is currently, is he not the deputy chairman of the APC? They're working together. However, not even 10 years ago, Keyamo was sitting down saying, this guy is a murderer. A murderer. It's water under Not a thief. No. This is different now. This one is different. This is water under the uncompleted bridge. Listen. Hey, God. I mean, at some point, we have to like, we, we can talk about the fact that Donald Trump once went on national TV and insinuated that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. He did that and he called his wife ugly. And Ted Cruz is one of Trump's biggest supporters today. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't five years ago. Okay, it was five years ago. More than five years ago. But it wasn't 10 years ago either. So really and truly, what, what are we doing here? Nothing is real to these guys. Nothing is real. Nothing, you, can, you, can, you can do anything you want. Kayamo was a prosecution witness. So, okay. Should we just continue? Yeah, let's just continue. What? I chose to not talk about Mishuri because, I, I, you know, that's some scary stuff. That's a rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole that, you know, you enter, you never come out of. Man, so much has happened in this, uh, you people's dolphin estate. <laughs> This place, that bringing me, this place that you are bringing me to come and record is where they used to do all types of assassination, it's assassination plotting. It's a, it's, a, it's a landmark. Oh my goodness. With historical significance. We, uh, you should, people should build museum. <laughs> people should be doing tours just down there. Uh, if you look, you can still see the bullet holes <laughs> on the wall. It's funny, but it's not funny because this is where they strangle this guy now. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Funsha Williams. Funsha Williams. Yeah. It's just down the road. Yeah. They're telling me the same road that they were they killed for sure Williams is the same road that uh, this person was doing for, uh, building roads for Bedouin State yeah. from. And it's also Dolphin is also opposite Abacha Estate for some reason. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a whole lot of <laughs> weird 90s history 
early 2000s, 90s history. Senator Mishere should kneel down before his God and ask for forgiveness. 2014. What, what state was it again? Or your state, Abi? It's your people. Your people, Sha. Your people are. I mean, no one's. They're perfect. not far from <laughs> guns. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why or your state does not have the rep that South South Donnies have. Because you. We have the. We have. Um, Amroba. Rep. Rep. We have. Okay. Um, we have a we have a bunch of folk tales. We have stuff like I'm not gonna lie, you people deserve it. Yeah, you, you guys are. Oh, your state seems like a scary place. <laughs> it has it has its problems. I like you lots of rebranding, nice, Lots of nice people. <laughs> I like you people's e- rebranding. <laughs> Anything is possible. Okay, um, let's let's leave this. Let's let's leave this for a different day. Let us go to Irochia Ayu. He is. A TIV man from Benue State. I think the DG of uh, the APC campaign right now is from Plateau State. Is the governor of Plateau State? Okay. I don't know what tribe he's from, but probably another. I mean, TIV. TIV is where Yakubu Gowan is from, right? Mm. Or is he in gas? I'm th- I don't know where. I, I can't even. You can't even conceptualize head, this, yeah, these tribes and what I'm talking yeah, about right now. In my head, they're just northern. Uh, no, they're not. Don't okay. The middle belt. Middle belt. Middle belt. Sorry. So, I, I try and say this a lot to Nigerians. Um, I'm not skilled um, <laughs> in, in discourse, but I feel like anytime people say Nigerians are this way or that way, mm-hmm. or oh, I know what we want as a people, I'm just like, you don't even know half the tribes in this country. <laughs> Now tell us half. You, you, I'm sure some. People I don't think we know a quarter of the. Eh? Quarter. You, you don't think you even know seventy five? Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think I know. Up to, I, I think I know maybe like on a good day, like twenty five percent of the yeah. tribes. Exactly. The yeah. Tribe, yeah. I don't think if you don't even have a concept of where people are from, mm-hmm. what language they speak, mm-hmm. what they, you know, we can you can have ideas, and especially just because poverty is so pervasive in this country of people's immediate needs mm-hmm. and immediate wants saying 60 percent of the country don't feel represented in politics is not a wild take it's not wild at all yeah. and but it's also but also it's not wild in, in in saying that like you don't even know what that representation means for them mm-hmm. because you will reach some areas of this country and you want to, what you are preaching is what you want to say it's not what they want to hear and I feel like in when we talk about Nigerian politics so many times, which is part of why I feel like we talk about history and politics on this podcast is because it, at least it brings more of an awareness to what is going on today. Um, and if we see the North as just the North, especially as Southerners who do not understand the differences amongst them and the differences in how they view each other and themselves, we're not going to be able to... <laughs> really advocate for ourselves on a national level right yeah i mean i feel personally i wish i wish instead of teaching me french they taught me how sir yeah because it is a lingua franca for northerners which is why they seem more united than we are whereas the north is more ethnically diverse than the south mm-hmm. more languages more tribes like it's crazy but anyways let me not digress let's talk about Irocha Ayu so Irocha Ayu was <laughs> sorry OBJ is coming back here 
Of course she is. OBJ is coming back. I just... Now, see, that's somebody, if they told me I had 15 minutes of a pass on just time, yeah? God. Um... Irete Ari was the Senate President of during the Third Republic between 1992 and 1993. Um, he was from Benue State. Uh, he's Tiv, and he was uh, elected on the platform of the Social Democratic Party. That's SDP. Mm-hmm. That is the party of Atiku, of MKO, of Yaradua, Senior Yaradua. Um, and he was an opponent of the interim national government, which was established after MKO was after you know, June 12, and MKO was prevented from entering office. So, because he was an opponent of this interim government, he was removed. He was kicked off mm. as Senate President. Um, he was Minister for Education in Sani Abacha's military government and then he was minister for industry under Obasanjo's government and minister for internal affairs under Obasanjo's government um, he was the director general of Obasanjo's election campaign to become our first democratically elected government uh, uh, democratically elected president he was also Director General of Atiku's campaign in 2007 against Obasanjo's campaign for third term. So he was fighting Obasanjo third term. He got kicked out of the ministry, you know, his ministerial position. Mm-hmm. He tried to resign. <laughs> and Obasanjo was like, get out, you're fired. <laughs> and he was like, Imagine like you type up your resignation letter and you go and you go you go to OBJ and you're like okay, I'm resigning like I can't back this. Mm-hmm. He's like you cannot resign. I'm firing. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Elon Musk. <laughs> to very, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And like how do, you can't resign. You're fired. Um, but very interestingly, he does get charged with terrorism. <laughs> So after his fallout uh, with President Obasanjo in 2007, he left the PDP. I guess I'm going to paint a picture of what's going on. 2007, Obasanjo is in power. He has tried and failed to secure a third term. Um, As I said on this podcast, Obasanjo is very interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. at this point, he's commended... Mandela, his guys with Mandela, he's played an important role in international politics. He's helped usher Nigeria into democracy in a sense. He helped, you know, he was the, wasn't he the only military guy to peacefully leave power? Mm-hmm. Or the first. Or the first, yeah. He was the first military guy to, to leave power. And like, the, I was just looking at pictures of him riding his bicycle on his farm after that, you know. He used to sell chickens. Obasanjo is one of the biggest chicken uh, farmers in Nigeria today. Of course. <laughs> We're going to go <laughs> go big or go home. Um, but yeah, so he's failed at his third term admission, mostly thwarted by Atiku. So this is when Irucha Ayu is then, you know, joins Atiku's team to run this election and Obasanjo says you can't go after the big man 
to them and think you're gonna win anything so Roger Ayu is charged with terrorism along with Timmy Frank not Timmy Frank <laughs> I mean that's the thing I just feel like being charged with terrorism is just one of those things that you never really recover from but so many of our politicians have been charged with terrorism so he was charged with terrorism. It said that he would gave money to Niger Delta guys to destabilize the elections. Now, money in elections, are you using money to mobilize your people? Mm-hmm. Or are you using money to counter the other side? The movement for the emancipation of the Niger Delta back then was quite, uh, I would say they were more nationally recognized as like a significant issue I want to say than it is today and the South South is seen today as a PDP stronghold and so you had the Niger Delta Donnies were not pro Obasanjo I would say and they were not pro Yardua so was Irochia Ayu trying to strengthen his political base or was he funding terrorism I'll let anybody draw their conclusions Mm -hmm. From that, yeah, <laughs> but that is what he was actually charged with. They said he gave he was arraigned along with Timmy Frank. As the most things happen, I don't even know what happened with this case, you know, everything is up in the air. Yeah, it might um, still be in court, man. The way Nigerians, the way Nigerians, Kini happened, yeah. I mean, another, you know, like if you're from Benway State, do you know how many uh states touch Benway states? How many does it? How many states does Benway state border? Thank you for speaking good English. Say such <laughs> Anytime people say North Central, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine they're like Northern. Mm-hmm. But I think that is really a misnomer. They really should be called the Middle Belt. Right. And they really should be seen as their own entity. Entity that is very different. Their because geopolitical entity. Completely different in demographic, in everything. Culture. Culture, everything. So, Benue State uh, borders Taraba, Nasarawa, Cross River, Eboye, Enugu, Kugi State. Like, in your, form, if in your formulation of, like, Nigeria, I mean, I might be wrong here, mm-hmm. but even when I talk about, like, politics or culture, would you imagine that there are people in Enugu and Benue that are just, like, and Kogi State's who can just walk from one state to the other, like very closely related, culturally. Mm. There are culturally people in Ebony and Enugu and Cross River states who are closely related to people in Benue state. I feel like you wouldn't think about, like if somebody says North Central now, you wouldn't imagine that there are people in North Central who can go to Enugu for lunch. <laughs> but it's true. Mm. We just we've just made we've made these clear lines and kind of marked out the country in a way that isn't that doesn't really reflect the reality of the country. Yeah, it does not. It really, really doesn't. And you can't. And, and when we talk when we talk about it being North Central, I really it's really a misnomer. It really is the middle belt because mm. North Central is. I feel like it should just be what's the center of the north. Adamawa State, for example, is so different from Sokoto. Like Adamawa and Kano, very different places. Half of Adamawa, the reason why people say that Atiku is uh, Cameroonian, is because 
you know you know the compromise the kidney they had where southern southern cameroon joined the cameroon Mm -hmm. northern cameroon joined nigeria part of yeah bakasi Bakasi comes up because of the peninsula dispute yeah but yeah that's part bakasi is part of what happened with the the compromise where you had French and English territories and all mm. these things. It's like before they decided we were even countries, like these communities were whole communities. Mm-hmm. And they just displaced them. They displaced them. But they allowed they did a referendum and in the referendum we should, we should probably talk about that a different day. But in the referendum, Northern Cameroon voted to join mm. the country of Nigeria mm-hmm. and some local government areas in Borno, Adamawa and Taraba were part of that northern Cameroon okay. and Jada where Atiku is from I believe is in one of the local government areas mm. that was part of northern Cameroon right, so right. that's why people are like he's not even Nigerian he's Cameroonian yeah yeah so fun fact but yeah that is Irocha Ayu um, being charged with Timmy Frank um, <laughs> I, sorry every time you say the name Timmy Frank I, I almost you bust out laughing you want to know something the best names both for oh, comedic yeah. and beautiful values. It's that region. South South. It's that region. Do you know this guy, uh, Kini's name's first name is Government. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Whose first name is Government? Don't say Kini's. <laughs> Tompolo's name is for Tompolo's go, uh, first name is Government. Yeah, Tompolo's first name is Government. Tompolo is uh, what do you call it? The Nigerian militant commander, well, former militant commander for the movement to emancipate Nigeria Delta. Yeah, his first name is Government. <laughs> he is also the chief priest of the Egbesu deity, which is the Nigeria Delta god of war. That is a hard guy. <sighs> No, but <laughs> so Tom Polo's first name is Government. Yes. You know, when I was in law school, there was a girl who sat just above me, and her name was Thank God Jennifer. Thank God Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. I met a guy whose name was Must Be, which was sure for what Must Be Must Be. Must Be. <laughs> but also, you have Heineken, who is a who was a senator. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was a PDP senator, and his first name was Heineken. By Elsa Statesworth. <laughs> What's it, please? By Elsa Rivers, Delta. They are going to give you names. <laughs> just named him Heineken. Yeah. Because probably his dad liked Heineken, I guess. So somebody said, Nigerian names, how funny is yours? These are the names that they were list- that were listed. <laughs> One of your faves is on this list. Perpetual, Romanus, Polycarp, Polycarp. So- Prosper, Promise, Courage, Yuletide, Independence, Godspeed, and of course, good luck, Jonathan. <laughs> someone said they know someone called Grandeur. I do really believe that. That sounds like a very Nigerian thing. And the full, their full name is Triumphant Grandeur. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You sure. guys, what's the funniest Nigerian name you've ever heard? Let us know. There's one in front of me that I can't even say. I don't Why? think I just swear I can say it either. Because it's such a mouthful. No, I don't think I, our nas- traditional names are funny. No, I mean, that do you know what they wanted to name it's, me? It's like 19 syllables in this name. Okay, but do you know that they wanted to name me? I, think I told you, you this before. Yeah, but and I you cannot. can never remember or pronounce it, which is which is proof that my mom made a great executive decision when <laughs> she signed my birth certificate, Adisa. Because, like, what? 
I don't even like the name Festus, just to go back to him. <laughs> it's nasty. Festus Kiyamu. Yeah, like something that Festus. Oh, ew. Yeah. Ew. No. That's not nice. Yeah, it's not nice at all. I like Dino. I like Dino too. I like Dino in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that Nigerians, the Yoruba people don't gender names like that. Like, I know a girl called Shegun. So, I, I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that is really wrong. It's just wrong. her name. No, that's wrong. Yeah, that like, is wrong. Like girls being named Bolaji. That's my Okay, no, name. but Bolaji, that's, that sounds like. That sounds Only like because it you know, if you like, well, growing up, I thought it was just a guy's name, and then I, really? I met like four female Bologies in one year, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no, I've always thought Bologi was both girls, both it's for Shegun. No, yeah, no, it's too go the girl Sheguns. No, especially the deeper you go, you know, what just in Lagos, the deeper you go into Nigerian states, you see things. <sighs> Imagine like a boy Omolara. Kilo day now. Kilari Kilaju. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's this week's episode. Um, I Sorry, think I just want to say Heineken is currently the Nigerian Minister of State for Agriculture and Rural Development. Oh, I thought he for was the whole a, country. He was a senator. Yes. He's currently the Nigerian Minister of State for Agriculture and Rural Development. And his name is Heineken. His name is Heineken. You know what? With a name like Heineken, you can only be great in life. You have to be great because you can't just be like walking at, um, you know, MTN. Your name is Heineken. That's crazy. You have to like do something with that. And Pretty Boy Dio named his fictional child industry. So what are we doing here? Pretty Boy Dio is so unique. <laughs> his name is Industry. <laughs> and that is not just this week's episode. I think that is the last episode we are recording this year. Uh, we'll see you guys next year. Um... January or February, depending on how um, you know, and, um, government and the God of War decide to treat us next year. Have a lovely Christmas break. Eat well, drink well, be merry. Try and not fight any of your family members over the break. Unless uh, they deserve it. If they ask you how many if when you're getting married so many times, you can't fight them. That's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. I condone hitting family members. Alright, I'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Happy twenty twenty two. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half-happiest season